Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Locally Sourced. I'm your host, Julia, and I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Today's episode features Christine German of Daniela's Dandies. Located right in Stoneham, Daniela's Dandies' motto is Be Local, Buy Local. Daniela's is known for their handcrafted gluten-free treats made with love in a gluten-free Serve Safe certified kitchen. The company aims to make the world a little sweeter with, with their passion. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Julia. How are you? I'm good. How thank are you? you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Yes. Happy to, ha- happy to have you on. So what I want, Christine, I want you to give us a background to how you got started. Um, what's some of your story before diving right into it? What is What was the source of the inspiration to get this, to get your company off the ground? Um, well, I actually have celiac. Okay. Um, so I eat fully gluten-free. My mother has celiac. It's kind of, it runs in the family a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband and daughter, um, love to bake Daniela from Daniela's Dandies. That's how we started. That's how we got the name. Um, they love to bake. They kind of were fooling around with some recipes, um, kind of doing their own thing. And, um, they came up with our signature chocolate brownie. Ooh. Um, yeah, so that's our signature. That's how we actually got started. Um, they were, they were kind of making that in the kitchen, kind of trying a couple different things out. Then they moved on to the Blondie. Um, we just, we happened to go to a craft fair uh, a couple of years ago in Stoneham mm-hmm. uh, on a whim and we sold out. We tried another craft fair um, at a nursing home in Stoneham. We sold out again. Wow. Uh, so we just said, we, we have something here and um, it just took off like that. We've wow. been in business for like two and a half years, August, 2019. Uh, and we've just been going ever since. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so, great. And how, like, what, what have you found to be, what, in terms of like getting started, what, was there anything that you found to be really challenging in getting this off the ground? Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to do this. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Um, I was not expecting to be, to dive right in like I have. Yeah. Um, we didn't think we were going to take off like we did. So uh, once we started, um, Daniela was was helping um, with everything, but we we took off so fast, and so we kind of had to take her, have her take a step back. Yeah. Uh, have her, you know, still kind of be involved in sports and um, being her own self and stuff like that. So my husband and I took it over. Um, so it's been challenging at times because it is it's just kind of like a two person uh, a two person show. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time put into it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of late nights, weekends. Um, but I've, I've kind of found my balance. I've seen what works and what doesn't work. Right. And I've kind of, I've, I've kind of put myself, um, kind of made, what's it called? Uh, not guidelines. I've kind of made like each day I've kind of set a goal for myself. As long as I can finish that goal, then I've kind of like, then I'm happy. Right. And I'm glad you said that in terms of balance as well. And I'm, and I think that's really important, like the balance and the harmony of it all. I think that like when people are so driven, like there's a, we're hyper-focused, like when we want to do something or if it's just like when we, when it takes off in a way that we didn't expect, like we want to make sure that we give it the love and the attention that it needs. But it's also really important to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves amidst all that to ensure that we can provide our best output to deliver right yeah yeah it, it, it 
I had to find the balance. Um, I had to find what worked for me. Mm -hmm. What works for me doesn't work for everybody. Right. Um, you know, my husband and I had a lot of conversations. Um, you know, I have to kind of see what works for me and what, what works for my family. Um, right. And it worked. We, we made it through the pandemic. Um, so we're still going strong. We're, we're trying to build on our business. We're trying to add more things, uh, try to get into more locations. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's great. And like I said to you before, I think like I tried, I think before we started recording, I think this is before we started recording that like you're at a lot of local spots in Stone and one of them being Kushala Sip. And yes. like, it's just, I think that like in terms of when you start out, like what I've noticed is that it's really important to create and like um, foster those relationships, like on a local level to help you um, go beyond like that, uh, that boundary line. And just to really be able to take off like that, I think that it's really important to make sure like go within the community first and then expand and just go like one step at a time, because that's what's going to ensure like the long-term and sustainable like success. Yeah, we started in Wakefield. Uh, the Remedy Exchange was the first location that picked us up. Oh, nice. Uh, and then our second location was actually in Reddit, which is another local town, the Natural Food Exchange. Yeah. Um, so besides Redden and Stoneham, we're also in Wakefield and Melrose. Okay. So those are four locally towns to Stoneham yeah. um, that carry our products. Mm -hmm. uh, Kushal and Stoneham, like you said, I said the Remedy Exchange, Natural Food Exchange, um, Carol's Cafe in Melrose in Wakefield as well, carries our stuff. And okay. we just picked up um, Beacon Hill Wine and Gourmet in Melrose as well. Oh, I saw that on your website, actually. I was like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Some wine, some beer, and our Janiela's Dandies. Oh, there we go. I think it just, yeah. just hits It hits all the bases right there. <laughs> it, it does. You can get a few things in one spot. Yeah, kill, kill, kill a bunch of birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> when, like, in terms of what, because I know that, um, that the company is serve safe and it's is it it's certified gluten-free as well is that what yes. it is so yeah, what were the steps in trying in ensuring that like what did you have to go through to do that so we're also wholesale as well which is when the state has to come in and the state has to certify us um but the board of health has to come and they have to certify us mm -hmm. um so the board of health has certified us we also have licensing through um an insurance agency in redden mm -hmm. We also have an attorney as well. Um, we're also serve safe yeah. um, through uh, the classes we had to take. Uh, and then, the, like I said, the state is a step up more than what the Board of Health comes and yeah. does. Uh, the state comes in, they make sure um, that we meet all the state guidelines because if we want to be wholesale, then there's other precautions that we have to take. Right. Um, we have to document everything. Uh, we have to keep logs of everything that we make and how many things we make per uh, batch of flour that we use. Mm -hmm. um, we have to label, um, I can't even think, like all of our muffins have to be um, weighed. Mm -hmm. All of our ingredients are on the back of our labels. Um, it also has highlighted in red any allergies. So if there's a dairy allergy, an egg allergy or soy allergy, that's actually labeled on the back of our muffins as well. Um, so we do, we, we, we're board of health or state, um, and yeah, that they come in and, and they, they kind of check everything out. It's pretty impressive. I feel like that's like more, that's a, 
pretty impressive resume, so to speak, <laughs> in terms of like just make ensuring that like everything for that purpose and like from a more personal standpoint, like as you said, like you have celiac disease. So it's like it's it means even more to you to be able to deliver that type of product to people who do have food allergies or any type of limitation um, based on some type of uh, illness or even just anything in between, right? Yeah, our each one of our products, I can I can show you our um, they're packaged individually. Well, you saw you saw our kushala. So the package individually, um, which we we provide an extra sense of precaution. A lot of people with celiac, they like to see the pre-packaging. They like to see that it's not contaminated uh, with anything else right. sitting next to it. Uh, so that's something that we like we like to pride ourselves in. Um, the packaging we do ourselves, the labels we do ourselves. Uh, we make sure everything is um, sealed before we we ship it to a store or we drop it off at a store. Right. Um, so they the customers do like to see that that we are taking the extra step to make sure that it is, um, you know, gluten-free safe, that there's no cross-contamination. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Now I know <laughs> what is, what is your favorite recipe? What is your favorite treat or dandy that you like to make? I like the butterscotch blondies, mm -hmm. the um, peanut butter rice crispy treats, Ooh. And the butterscotch oatmeal cookies are my favorite. Oof. Um, I like butterscotch um, and I like kind of like the brown sugar mm -hmm. as opposed to the regular sugar. So those are my three favorite. Um, for a muffin, I do like our sig like our signature. One of our most popular muffins is the blueberry. Yeah. So I do like a blueberry muffin, but I also love chocolate as well. So I like the chocolate chip. Noted. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to run out. I'm making my shopping list right now. <laughs> have to run out and go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what I love. Uh, I will never pass up a Rice Krispie treat or a Blondie. Yeah. Um, those are but, those crispy treats are, those are something else. Those are cream. Yeah. yeah so Kushala sells the regular <laughs> ones, but we also sell uh, peanut butter, Oreo and regular. Oh, wow. Yeah. So peanut butter is my favorite. I love peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, I'm salivating. That's, that sounds incredible. That sounds awesome. Well, what, what's great about the locations that we have, uh, we're probably in about 14 or 15 by now. Each one of our locations sells different products that we have. Okay. So um, as opposed to the local locations we have, we're also in um, Bolton, Chelmsford, Amesbury, um, Westboro, Natick, Newton, uh, Menden, Medway, um, that might be it. So we're in about 14 or 15 locations. Hopefully we'll be in more soon. That's quite um, great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's yeah. So we're, we're in quite a few, um, but like the muffin house locations, they only sell our muffins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kushala sells a variety of stuff. Carol's cafe in Wakefield only sells our whoopie pies. Yeah. Uh, the remedy exchange sells a lot of our dairy free stuff. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on what you're looking for. Uh, I always tell people call locations before you go, if you're looking for something particular, because not every location carries the same stuff. Right. Uh, or if you're looking for a blueberry muffin, Kushala may be, a, you know, they may not have it at that time. Right. Right. Maybe sold out. Which in a lot of ways, it's like a, it's a good marketing strategy to have different places carry different things to really expand the palate in a way. 
Yeah, it, it all works on what location, sell, like different locations, they have a market for different things. Right. Um, so you go in the muffin house, they love muffins. So they sell other things, but they just, they love our muffins. That's all they sell. Mm-hmm. And they fly every week, we deliver to them. Okay. We deliver nine dozen plus a variety packs every week. Wow. Yeah. So Kushaler is pretty much every week. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's really dependent on the location and what people are looking for. Right. Right. I just started back on gluten-free and dairy-free. So it's like nice to know that there are like other options out there and like, there's no, um, I don't have any dietary restrictions because of health. It's just more of a, it's a way for me, it's a way to eat more cleanly and right. be able to enjoy the stuff that I like to enjoy without yeah. paying the price for it later on. <laughs> 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 a, a lot of people you wouldn't even like you wouldn't even be able to tell that it's gluten-free right you, you can't even tell so a lot of people that aren't gluten-free still eat it yeah so I have a lot of uh, a lot of my friends that are not gluten-free they eat it uh, we do a lot of um, direct sales as well mm-hmm. um, so we we deliver and we we direct order as well so uh, a lot of people just call and just order gluten-free just because they, they it tastes good to them yeah. I feel like this comment like that, like that whole gluten-free movement and um, lifestyle has changed course over the fi- last 15, 20 years. I remember when I first heard about it when I was in college, like, I mean, some of the bread still tastes like sandpaper, but like, <laughs> it really, but overall it's really expanded in a lot of ways for people to really be able to enjoy the things that they once did. And thus couldn't have those um, treats or any types of food because of some type of health condition. So I've seen a lot of it, like I've seen a really magnificent like transformation in how it's approached because of like how much research has been done. And, you know, when I was in college, my, I did a senior thesis on like nutrition and the impacts, yeah. like even just like brain development. So it's really nice to see how that is all really done a 180 and just like make it more enjoyable to really uh when you're eating by like when you're eating gluten-free to really have more at your disposal and on the tray to be able to enjoy it's definitely come a long way um i've been gluten-free i think about 2010 2011 wow i've been gluten-free and at that time there was there was nothing no, there was um, one restaurant that would have it, um, and there was really nothing. We couldn't. It was tr- it was very hard for us to travel. Uh, we traveled to Washington D.C. for the White House uh, Easter egg roll, and I had to bring a toaster with me. I had to bring um, little uh, soup soup bowls that I could just add hot water to. I had, I had to bring my own food because there was nothing. Nobody knew anything about it. Right. Um, it, it's definitely done a done a, a whole three eighty you know, within the past 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Um, but even the baked goods has come a long way. Like we've done a lot of, of trial and error. Some things have worked, some things haven't. Right. So uh, we, we definitely, we definitely work at what we, what we, we sell. Um, yeah. It's a lot of trial and error. We don't, we don't market or um, advertise anything unless we, we think it's in uh, our hundred percent satisfaction. Yeah. Um, and we try everything as well. Right. Um, so we don't, we don't sell something unless we think it's hundred percent. And like I said, we, we, we 
try to sell stuff and it doesn't work. Right. Or we've tried to make stuff and it doesn't work. So um, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort and kind of working to see what, what works and what doesn't work. Right. Right. And I think uh, just thinking of this while you're talking, like you guys are essentially chemists and food scientists to figure out, like it's an experiment every day that you figure out what it is. That right. Yeah. Works. Right. And it's a lot of trial and error to figure out like what mixtures work and what doesn't like, I'd like to see a white lab coat at some point. <laughs> but I think, yeah. um, wait, like, you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I keep interrupting. I, yeah, I, usually no, do I, I do too. You're fine. You're fine. But you, you go ahead. I've lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say one, one muffin that flopped was uh, the movie night muffin. Okay. Which we thought was going to be great. It was um, our, my husband and I's favorite movie night every Saturday night we would eat popcorn kettle corn popcorn and he would eat M&M so we tried to put that into a muffin it was kettle corn M&Ms and chocolate chips we thought it was delicious we loved it and it fluffed it, it didn't right. sell nobody liked it so it, it's kind of like we we think something's going to work and it doesn't work and uh the rice crispy treats you know everybody loves them yeah so, we didn't think we were just like, oh, okay. But now, I mean, they're everywhere. Everybody loves them. Right. Kids love them. Oh, yeah. It's a staple. I remember <laughs> my, my grandmother was, I had uh, celiacs and uh, I remember her having everything. And this is like back in the, I think she was diagnosed in the 60s. So all she had was like, and I didn't, I didn't put two and two together until I was like older. And all she had was everything was rice based nothing yeah wheat couldn't have any wheat nothing and even in that context like from like the 80s and 90s and like making the connections of like what we were just discussing like not having that access or just like not anything really being available yet right right just had to rely on everything rice-based even even dessert like a lemon meringue pie was like the only thing that she could enjoy yeah so yeah they didn't even have a lot of gluten-free gluten -free flours or, um, you know, you have to make sure that the the, uh, the chips we use some are dairy-free and gluten-free if somebody's ordering something that's dairy-free. Yeah. Uh, we just, you know, we just have, there wasn't any of that stuff 10 years ago. No. And I feel like it's just like really taken off in the last five years too. Like, yeah, I remember going into a grocery store and like seeing next to nothing. And now I see it like there's like a whole gluten-free aisle. Oh yeah. It's everywhere. Aisles in the freezer section. Mm -hmm. it, they're just everywhere. It's, it's, it's nice to see. Now, what can you tell our listeners? Like, what do you do in your free time when you're not like feeding into the passion and like delivering these delicious pieces of greatness? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to, I, I work out. Okay. I work about five days a week. I do that. I do that in the morning, but then, uh, we have two kids. So, uh, one of them goes to college. One of them is in seventh grade. So we, she plays, um, sports. So we watch her, her games, or we'll go and we'll, we'll visit our daughter in college. Mm -hmm. Um, we like to watch, I like to watch movies. I don't really have a lot of free time. Yeah. Since I started, we started this, um, but I, I, I work, I do get, try to get a workout in five days a week. 
um, you know, I'll, I'll meet some of my friends up at Kushala for coffee or, you know, maybe for lunch or something, but I'm kind of boring. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's relative. <laughs> I think there's a lot, like you, you clearly have a lot going on. And like, I think it's nice that you have that free time or that quiet time. Like you just really take advantage of it. And it's just like, you just really relish it and just like enjoy it for what it's worth before you have to go off and do the next thing. And it's nice to see that you have like an on off button, like when you, when you can, and though, though those times might be a little bit more um, rare, it's nice to know that like, it's like still an important part of like your whole process as well. I, I definitely have to turn myself off sometimes, but I, I definitely am on sometimes more than I should be. So that's why I'm trying to kind of set goals, daily goals for me each day. Yeah. Um, and trying not to, to go over that, but still try to get that goal done by the day, by the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, um, but I try to set goals. I try to um, be off on the weekends, which isn't always possible because we deliver on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, I, I try to, try to set myself off like at least one day a week um you know to do things for myself to meet somebody for lunch yeah uh, take my kids to we get our nails done or something like that yeah those are things that spark joy i like it <laughs> <laughs> now and let's go back to the, like delivery saturdays like how like how long of a task is that like what what does that look like turn like start to finish uh so we deliver to all of our locations on Saturday, unless they're local. Mm -hmm. So Stoneham, Red in Wakefield and Melrose uh, is not on a Saturday schedule. They're kind of on a 72 hour schedule. Okay. Which is what we require for any orders. Um, if a customer was to call up uh, or email, we require 72 hours before we can, we can uh, deliver their product. Yeah. Uh, so that's because, because they're so local to us. That's what our, um, that's what they do for us. It's a 72 hour, uh, leeway yeah uh everybody else on is on a saturday we typically leave between eight and nine in the morning uh, depending on what our schedule looks like sometimes we have to deliver to five locations sometimes it's two uh we're usually gone about three or four hours so we usually come back you know if we leave at nine we'd probably be back around one or two uh, if we leave around 11 which we did yesterday i think i left around 11 30 i was back by 2 30 that's not bad. So it's not a full day, uh, but we prep everything in the morning. So we kind of have to put all of our orders together in the morning. Yeah. Before we go deliver them. Right. Uh, and that really varies on how many locations we're delivering to. Right. Like I said, one yesterday was three. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's six. Some, you know, it really depends on what, if the locations need anything. Right. Do you cluster it? Like if there's like one, um, if there's a couple in like one same area, like you try to make sure that you get all those done in the same day? Yeah. So anything that is outside of our, um, our local Stoneham is all done on Saturday. Okay. So we kind of pull up all of their addresses on a, on a website mm -hmm. and we see which one would be easy to go to first. It kind of maps our, our direction on where to go first. Right. Depending on the location. Oh, we also have one near Foxborough Stadium as well in Norfolk. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Silla's Cafe. It's right near uh, Foxborough. Oh, wow. 
Um, I forgot about that one. So I just thought about that because we usually deliver to her first on okay. Saturdays. So it kind of takes us through a little map on where to go. Um, and again, Sudbury Coffee Works. I forgot about that one. We're in Sudbury. Um, a list of locations are all, are all on our website. Yeah, so I'll, anybody, I'll anybody, <laughs> yeah, anybody can find it. I forgot Sudbury and uh, Norfolk. But uh, so we use a program. It, it maps out our, uh, you know, from start to finish. And it takes us on a route on uh, which is best for us time-wise. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if you, it's just, I think, I was just thinking of it, like, in terms of, like, and I probably asked the same question. You just already answered it, like, <laughs> a couple minutes ago. But I think that it's, like, really cool how it's just how everything kind of just has, like, clearly gelled together for you in terms of, like, all right, well, this is what we have to do. Like, this is, like, and it might not be, and like you said, it might not be the same location week in and week out. Would it just be just the five and then like that's just what you do and then whoever needs it moving forward yeah um yeah it's pretty much what what yeah <laughs> yeah i think yeah, yeah. and again I, I can't believe like i said i can't believe that you have such a broad reach beyond and just like it's just it's really impressive to see like just how important like that like what you're doing is like you're really honestly making the world a little bit sweeter in a really healthy way you know what I mean yeah yeah so some of our locations are are every week yeah some of them are every week schedule yeah Uh, so depending on the week um and some of them are they call at the beginning of the week so if they're not on a set schedule then they call Monday or Tuesday um for delivery on Saturday okay so that is our um, our kind of rule. Uh, any of our locations, if like I said, if you're not on a set schedule, they call Monday or Tuesday for delivery on Saturday. Yeah. Um, which it allows us, it allows me to actually prepare everybody's um, order. And then it allows us to kind of map out where we have to go yeah. and kind yeah. of set the tone as to, oh, you know, we might have something at six o'clock on a Saturday night. So we kind of may have to leave a little bit earlier Um, you know, we've done expos and, and fairs and, and, uh, holiday, holiday fairs and stuff. So we've kind of had a look at our schedule and say, oh, we may have to leave it. We've six o'clock in the morning because we had to be at a fair at 11. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to have those orders at the beginning of the week. So we can kind of see what we need to do by the end of the week. Okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, it hasn't always been that way. It has been. It has been quite a, a uh, trial and error process, I will say. Yeah, it's quite a ride, literally and figuratively. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I yes. think, and like that too is like down to a science, like just everything, like how it works out, like what works best for you and like what is, again, like going back to the whole sustainability piece, like in order to make it like go further than what you anticipated to make sure that, it works in such a way that you're able to continue delivering like the product. Um, and I think that it's just like, you don't really, I don't think in the, like the reason why I do this is that I think when you think small business, yes, it's supporting the local community, but I think what gets lost in that whole narrative is that people don't really see like the literal blood, sweat and tears that goes into this, the hard work, the sleepless nights, the stress, 
to ensure that this all gets done. And as you said before, like sometimes it's really hard for you to shut your brain off. And that's what the part of like why I do this is to really bring like drive traffic in. Um, yeah. Make sure that like the small business, like the little guy gets the, acc- the accolades that they so deserve. And just to really put a magnifying glass and show people that there is a lot that goes into it. There is a lot of passion, love and commitment that goes into making sure that this continues on. Yeah, it's a lot of, um, I've had a lot of sleepless nights. I've been up sometimes two or three in the morning because my like my brain just can't shut off or, um, you know, I have, I want to make sure that, you know, we have enough whoopie pies mm-hmm. uh, or I want to start cooking because I want to make sure that we have all the orders by the end of the week. Yeah. Um, I've been up 10 o'clock at night in the very beginning. I, I mean, my husband and I, we're just kind of at each other's throats. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's tough in the beginning. It's really, really tough. Like I want to do my things my way. He wants to do them his way. We kind of have to find that in between. We have to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, starting a business from the, from the, you know, from the bottom up is really difficult. Yeah. So we do all of our invoicing. We do all of our websites. We do all of our social media. We get all of our business. Um, we do all of the cooking, the labeling, uh, and it's a lot of behind the scenes that not not everybody knows because they're not they're not with us, right? You know, um, it's a lot of you know emails and phone calls and just kind of making sure I post every day, you know, making sure I email this person or you know making sure I get back to this customer. Um, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving was really really busy. I had to shut my I couldn't even shut my brain off because I just had to make sure that everybody had their stuff. Right. Um, so it, it it's a lot of things people don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the background they just see like a small business. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of work. But we love it. Yeah. We I, I absolutely love it. I wouldn't change it. Never thought I would be in this position. Never thought I would even be doing this. Uh, but I wouldn't change it. Right. Right. I think that's that speaks volumes. And you know, I think especially with the pandemic, like we've seen like we have while we have seen so many businesses like flounder we've also seen a lot of like small businesses flourish amidst that and like it's just a true testament like just like the drive behind it and the fact that like while like while people don't really see behind the scenes like they understand the importance I feel like they saw the importance of it more in the past two years than ever before yeah we were we were very fortunate that we we made it through the pandemic we actually picked up some customers during the pandemic mm-hmm. and then we picked up some customers after the pandemic. Yeah. So we were very, very fortunate to be able to do that, um, to still stay in business. Yeah. Um, you know, and to even, even to even get more customers now. So uh, we're very fortunate. We're, we're definitely trying to build. Um, we, we sell more than just gluten-free stuff. We sell coffee and cold brew and t-shirts uh, we sell K cups. We sell uh, dog treats that are gluten free. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All natural and gluten free dog treats. So we're definitely trying to expand our market, um, other than just kind of bakery stuff. Yeah. Because what's not good with a muffin or a whoopie pie? People want coffee. Yeah. Well, they want a cold brew. They want to go, you know, walk to a the Remedy Exchange, Kushala, or Carol's Cafe, and they they want to get something for their dog because they're walking on a nice day. Right. You know, so we have those options. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think that's just like when, and the, I think there's such liberty and being able to be in being like showing that creativity and like asking the question of like, who haven't we reached yet? Yeah. And, you know, like really thinking about like, well, what pairs well with this? Like what pairs well with a muffin or a brownie or a blondie or anything? Well, sorry, it's fair to say that coffee is usually coffee. the winner. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's usually the contender. And, you know, I think that when like, are they flavored like the cold brew or the K-cups? Is it flavored or is it just straight? Um, the cold brew and the K-cup is not, but we also sell, we sell um, espresso bars, coffee espresso bars, which mm. are delicious. And then we have, we also have our own packages of um, ground coffee. Okay. So we have our own brand, which is a regular coffee, but then we also sell French vanilla, hazelnut, um, toasted coconut, gingerbread, um, mocha mint, s'mores, um candy cane i think that's it it's quite the but then as the season changes then we'll sell uh, we'll sell other flavors right um, so that stuff can be bought directly through us yeah on our website um none of the locations um sell that stuff yet yeah um except for red barn and westboro they sell that stuff because uh th- they sell that like it's their stuff right um, but we also sell our own dog treats, which are called Rojo Roos, which is after our, our own dog that we used to have. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, we have original and buckwheat, all natural, gluten-free. Our dog was Rojo, mm-hmm. which our older daughter named at the time. Um, she used to love Dora and Rojo or Roja in Spanish means red. So at the time we got Rojo, she named our dog Rojo. And so that's where Rojo Roos came from. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that tribute. <laughs> Get a little back. So, if you look at uh, if you look on our website or if you look at our dog treats, that's actually a picture of our dog on the label. I caught a glimpse of that real quick, and I was like, "Oh!" And like anything for me, honestly, if there's a dog on a website, like 10, 10 times out of ten, I'll probably buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually a picture of our dog that um, my husband had had uh, designed. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, you guys, I feel like this has been such a wonderful experience just talking to you and just like having getting more of a background and just like your story. And, you know, it just it really does go to show, Christine, that like when if someone such as yourself is afflicted with a health condition, like you want to make the world like you want to make it easier for yourself, but, but thus like a lot of other folks can uh, benefit from it as well. So one of the lines that I say, like on the show is like a simple, like a single ripple creates a wave. So you've clearly created quite the wave for yourself and (laughs) getting the name out there and like wanting to share every, like all your treats with the, with the local community and beyond. Yeah. I actually love, love, sweets and treats and goodies so when I was diagnosed there wasn't there wasn't really anything around that tastes good yeah so we kind of just started the brownie like I said was our first thing and then we moved to the blondie and it 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 tastes good it tastes really good so we're like we have something here like it's it's a good product um they're fresh they're they're handcrafted 
Um, I handcraft each one myself. We don't use any type of um, tools or machines. Uh, we use fresh blueberries, fresh apples, which I just had to cut up and dice up some apples this morning. Um, so it's all fresh ingredients. Yeah. All handcrafted. Um, so that way it's all coming, you know, it's all being made from us. Yeah. And I like how you said, like, with it being handmade, I think people think, like, when you start out with a business, like, you have to have the best of the best, like, tools or equipment to be able to do that. But you really don't. Like, it just really goes to you don't. that just, like, bare bones. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like, nope. And then I feel like there's also more meaning when, like, when you're constructing something with your hands or just, like, being so, it's, I feel like it's easier to be engaged when you're actually doing it yourself. It's, it's a lot more time involved, but I like that it's handcrafted. Um, you know, each muffin isn't going to look the same because I'm making each muffin by hand. Right. You know, we don't use any high-tech equipment. Um, we don't use any, like I said, any machines, nothing that's on a conveyor belt, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, we make our own labels and we bag our own product. So, yeah. you know, I have to put it in a bag and we have a machine that kind of sells it. Yeah. Um, but that's all done by me. Yeah. You know, we don't use anything, um, you know, that that's plugged into a wall that kind of runs on its own. Right. Again, it's just like with the, it just keeps you like present in the whole process. Exactly. Yes. Is there, do you have any advice for people that are looking to uh, hopeful entrepreneurs and bakers that are looking to branch out and take that leap at all? Definitely try it. You're not going to know what you can do unless you try it. You know, it, it's very scary in the beginning, but definitely if you want to do it, if you have the heart for it, definitely, definitely do it. You will succeed and you can succeed. Awesome. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being on with us. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. I know you're really busy, but I do appreciate you taking <laughs> time and uh everyone you can find daniella's dandies over on the locally sourced um instagram i'll be posting later and they have a wonderful menu of different goodies they are on uh christina's on instagram as well under Dan at daniella's dandies on instagram and you can go to the do you have a link in your profile yes we have a website and a facebook page okay and you can check out their website and the facebook page any custom orders or any personalized orders 72 hours in advance. And thank you everybody for joining us. This is the second episode of 2022 for the locally sourced, get your goodies, get your coffee, get your dog treats. Have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you, Julie.